Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, Politics 101, Chapter 3, The Myth of the Just World, Part 1. Here we go. Well, we, sh- we sh- probably should have put this guidance in Chapter 1 of our Politics 101 series. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's- yeah you, could, you could justify that. Yeah, um, I, I just thought we, you know, I, I always worry about actionability. And I didn't want people getting the impression with the, with the polit- political series that it would be theoretical. I wanted to start with actionable stuff. And I'm amazed at the number of people who don't count their votes to begin with. So right. that, was our, that was our first cast. Yeah, I think it's a good point. So maybe it shouldn't have been in the first one. But you'd have to admit, this is pretty foundational, right? Yeah, it is. That, yeah. yeah, I think you're right about that. No question. And it's, it's a huge problem for many professionals, and particularly young ones. And we don't mean young in the sense of age, but young in experience, you know, lack, lack of experience. Um, And, you know, we'd say they're, to some extent, somewhat naive. Yeah, I think a cynical senior executive or even executive or senior manager would say, if you buy into the just world thing, you're naive. And and virtually everyone at some point figures it out. And the response is either adaptability or, you know, a withdrawal associated with cynicism. And withdrawal is not good, right? It's not good for our organizations or for our world. Yeah. Well, and what they say and how they express it often is the young professional, a naive professional will say, I don't play politics. Yeah. And of course, the, the, the senior people go, that's fine, because we ain't playing. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. right. It's not this a game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so the question really becomes, how can we start to learn to be politically savvy without becoming a player to be, you know, playing politics? And in fact is, folks, you've got to do this. And we're going to start with some really simple stuff. This cast may be a little long, particularly since it takes us a little while to talk about the just the myth of the just world. And, and you've got to understand that to understand your willingness relative to a manager tools, ethical professional, about how to behave around it. So we want to explain the concepts first. And our first point is we'll do just that. We'll explain that the world is not just. If you believe there is a just world and that your actions rational and effective actions will be rewarded appropriately relative to what you believe the world ought to be. You're just smoking crack. It's just not going to happen. That's not the way the world is. The world's full of people and people are messy. So we're going to explode the, the just world concept and prove it's a myth. Uh, and then what we want to do is talk about what that means. And the first thing it means is you have to understand that all success in organizations and all human endeavors includes a political calculations. And by political, this is important. You need to understand that we mean personal. When you say, oh, somebody's being political and and there's a tinge of negativity associated with that, you have to be careful because they will see the same thing in you when you're behaving in a way that benefits you personally. So you've got to start including political calculations, meaning personal calculations, and you're thinking about other people in the organization. And there are other people in your organization. And And the way to address that more directly is pay attention to other people's behaviors and ask yourself over and over and over again as you pay attention, as you gather data, how does what they're doing benefit them? Too many young people, too many people who aren't savvy about the interplay of people say, oh, they're doing that for this reason for the organization. And in fact, they may be choosing to do something that benefits them that may not, in fact, to you, appear to be obviously beneficial to the organization. Good. So, so let's talk about what is probably the single most important myth that steers many young professionals the wrong way. And that is the world is just, it's a just world. And yeah. folks, we're, we're actually saying it's a myth. Yeah, it's not. The world's not just. It's uh, nature's uh, life without civil- civilization is nasty, brutish, and short. And nature is red in tooth and claw. Um, look, when we're new to professional or, or the organizational world, we don't have a lot of power. 
Most of us feel, feel that way the first few weeks, days and weeks and months, maybe even years on the job. We have very little influence. We don't know the people we're working with. And if we don't have expertise, maybe we are hired for expertise, but not knowing people, we feel like we don't yet have the goodwill. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. The, the days when you feel like you don't know what you're doing, anyone would agree, those are much more frequent, much more normal in the beginning of your professional life. Okay. Well, what we do is to deal with our smallness and our lack of knowledge or ability to, to influence the world around us. Many of us, most of us create a worldview that is most likely to support the people we are. And by the way, that's a completely normal mental, mental construct. I see myself and if I, if the world and I appear to be in conflict, it is normal human behavior to begin to see the world differently in order to bring who I see myself and what I know the world to be in concert with one another, okay? We create a worldview that supports us, the situation we're in, the skills we have. Even, even though there are all kinds of signs that this construct we're creating may not be accurate, we don't like what the logic, the pure logic will tell us. What it tells us is we have no power. We know we need power and so we're screwed, right? And look, when you say, when we say that the construct may not be accurate, the fact is, if it really is a just world to jump ahead a step, then how are the people who don't behave in a just way getting ahead? Well, we, we tend and to they do. That, right? <laughs> and yeah, they, they do. do. Yeah, they do. And, and look, and good people get ahead too. And there are good people who you would describe as political. And there's nothing wrong with being political. Well, what we do essentially is we build a world that allows us to feel good about our situation. And I, I want you to remember, folks, every time I say political, I want you to think of personal, okay? Because politics is not screwing the other person. It's not. It's, it's benefiting you. And at times, that benefits the organization enormously. And basically, the, the world that, that so many young, so many new professionals, people in new situations create, the world we want to believe in is called the just world hypothesis. And basically, and this is a standard psychological model that's been around for decades. Basically, we want our world to be predictable, okay? Everybody does. And that's normal because we're at risk. And to be at risk, we know we're at risk. We don't feel powerful. And to be at risk, unpowerful, in an unpredictable environment usually means it's capricious and we're going to fail. Or we're going to fail and we're going to have no control over it, which scares us. We want to live in a world that's understandable, that makes sense to us. That kind of world has a potential for even somebody new like us to have some influence on it. So what we do is, and this is, again, this is completely normal. You're not weird when you do this. If you've done it yourself, I did it when I was starting my career. We basically create a false worldview that the world is just because the actual world we know at some level is not, and we don't believe we can survive or succeed in that actual world that we have data to suggest exists when we know exists. So we just tell ourselves the world's just. We tell ourselves that the world we are in is predictable. It is understandable. Even though you may say to your friends, it's crazy, or it's, I can't believe this happened, or I can't believe that happened. That's normal. That's you interacting with other people. But the fact is, for so many people, what they do is say, well, I don't like that, and so I'm going to ignore that, and I'm going to believe for the moment that if I do my job, if I do it well, I'm going to be okay. And, and th this hypothesis that the world is just eliminates the cognitive dissonance of, I'm not powerful, and you need to be powerful to survive or succeed. 
and even better for us though, if the world is just and it follows, this is what's so important. If I do a good job and I behave reasonably, I will be rewarded appropriately and my situation is gonna take care of itself, okay? And the fact is guys, Many of you started your career that way, and that's why many young people say, well, I'm not going to play politics. And then you, 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 you look at the senior people, and you know they're playing politics after a fashion, and, and maybe you don't admire them, which is too bad, because that's probably a huge part. It's not the only part. It's not the biggest part by any stretch, but it's a huge part of what, what got them there. So again, don't feel wrong that you told yourself, I'm just going to get, I'm just going to do my work. I'm going to get ahead. You know, that, that's the world I want to live in, and so that's the world I'm going to live in. I eliminate any cognitive dissonance. The, the cynical political world doesn't exist. Or if it does, I still believe there's a world that I could live in, a parallel universe that says people who do the right things and always do the right things get ahead. Um, and you don't have to play those other games. And again, that's normal. Just remember, folks, it's wrong. Okay? The world is not just. Okay? If you're new to the organizational world, you don't have to believe us. Just wait five years and you're going to figure out that your original thoughts about the world you were in were wrong. Okay? Those of us who have been around the block, we figured out that sometimes those people who do the right thing don't get rewarded. I did the right thing in my previous job 20 plus years ago and got fired. Okay? Those who do, and there are people who do something for their own benefit. Again, think political there. Okay? which may in fact benefit the organization, probably benefits the organization somehow, because pretty soon if you do things that only benefit you and then mess up the organization, the opposite of benefit, create costs for the organization, you're to be found out. But those people who do something that benefits themselves are often rewarded quite handsomely because in fact it benefits the organization. And here's the dangerous problem that, that lies in wait for, for us at the beginning of our careers when we have this false just world idea. In a world that's just, unethical or selfish motivations aren't rewarded. So when they actually do get rewarded because we don't see that world, we ignore it. We have a blind spot to things that don't support our worldview. That's why human beings create worldviews that are different than the world. And this is a standard logical fallacy. It's called confirmation bias. We see many things, but we only tend to take note of those things that confirm our worldview. And we tend to discount to the point of literally not seeing, in many cases, evidence suggests our worldview is wrong. Because if our worldview is wrong, we have to admit we are unpowerful. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, wow, this seems really complicated and mental. And it, our brains do it for us. No, they're not. They're not thinking that, th that this is complicated and mental. They're thinking you're mental. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. And, you know, I... Uh, as I've said before, to the derision of to to, to uh, receive derision later from some people, we'll console ourselves with being right. The fact is, it's true. I mean, ask yourself, folks. Early in your career, if you've been around ten or fifteen years, didn't you say, "I'm just going to put my head down. I'm going to get ahead because I can't do those other things yet. I don't know how yet." And now you know, nah, I wouldn't want to continue in my career that way. I mean, in the sense that political means you'll think about the benefit or the cost to you on a regular basis. It's not to say that political animals don't actually do things that hurt themselves. They do. Um, and that benefit the organization. I got hurt. And we, I've told the story a couple of times, um, not completely, but there's one point where my manager, Louise Charles, you know, basically told me, hey, Mike, you're the, the best team lead in, the, in this company of 100,000 people. But if you don't change your ways, that's all you'll ever be. And but right. part of that, part of that story she told me is like, if you're a baseball player, you don't get to change the rules of baseball. You get to play the game.
right? If you want to change the rules of the game, you got to become the commissioner. So play the game, get to a point where you can change the rules and then change the rules. Don't forget what you're thinking. Don't forget what's wrong with the game, but yeah. play the game to get to a point where you can actually change it. Yeah. And, and there are people who are listening right now and says, I can't believe you said play and game. And if you think that, folks, welcome to the just world myth, okay? It is, in a sense, a non-fair, non-rule-based game. It's actually kind of good we call it a game because it's not a fight to the death. <laughs> That'd be the other way to describe it. <laughs> that would be another way to describe it, a fight to the death, as opposed to a board game where, you know, I, I heard once during the Cold War, of course, Mike and I were, were officers in the Army during the Cold War, but I remember reading George Will once say about the, 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 the conflict between the U.S. and the Soviet Union. And by the way, folks, one of the things that's hanging in my office here in Fredericksburg, I'm home today, which is nice, we're recording on a Saturday morning, I have a, I have a thank you note from one of our listeners in Moscow. Uh, and for years, because of my security clearance in the Army, I couldn't take my passport to Moscow. I couldn't travel there. Um, so I'm thrilled that the world has changed since then. But, but I thought it was very interesting that in describing the difference between the U.S. and the Soviet Union, George Will said, the U.S. tends to be a poker player, you know? Mm -hmm. You're dealt a hand, you play your hand, you bet your hand, and you win or lose, and then you get a new hand. The Russians, however, play chess, and, they, and they're pursuing checkmate. And Americans slough off the mistakes, and the Russians say, no, we're taking a strategic view of this, and we're going to win. Uh, completely different viewpoint, right? And I think there are too many people who say, well, I, I don't like what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. You're welcome not to like it, but, you know, Horseman's Ninth Laws embrace reality, and the reality exists that human beings can be at times venal and venial. Uh, they can be, we don't commit mortal sin while we're at the office, but we, we engage in behaviors that are not purely, logically, rationally benefiting only the organization. Uh, and there are times when we benefit ourselves, to the, to the detriment of the organization, and there are times when we benefit ourselves enorm enormously while only benefiting the organization slightly. And we hope that people don't notice. And some of the people who are really blatant about it don't care if people notice. And if you're playing without understanding the rules that they play by, if you're playing in the same arena as they are, if they're playing a different game and they tend to win more than you, you're never gonna get a chance, as Mike would say, to change the rules. Now, I would say the rules are never going to change because human beings haven't changed in 10,000 years and there's no evidence they'll ever change. After 10,000 years, let's, let's be honest, human beings have a set of behaviors and we might evolve, but not, not in the next couple of hundred centuries, in my opinion. So if you want to buy into this myth, if it's easy for you because you're fully engaged and it's hard and so on, okay, fine. Just remember it's wrong and we, we were the ones that told you first. Here's the problem, okay? We've got this blind spot. Okay, um, we see many things, but we only see we only really pay attention to those things that confirm our worldview. Again, we call that confirmation bias. We tend to discount evidence that says we're wrong, and this is why I love the phrase: "We don't see the world the way the world is; we see the world the way we are." Because the way we are causes us to project outward a worldview that covers up some things and makes obvious other things. The things that are made obvious are the things we want to see that support our mental construct. And the things that are blocked out are things that don't support our worldview because again, we don't have power. So 
What happens here is when somebody does something a bit illicit, and I wouldn't even go so strong as illicit, a little bit in a gray area, but not blatantly self-serving, and they get rewarded with more power or influence or they're praised for it, we don't learn from that behavior because if we believe in a just world, we have discounted it, don't even see it, or if we see it, we tend to discount it and say, oh, that must be an, uh, that, that's an outlier. That's on either end of the, of the bell curve. In fact, what we do is, is we actually believe they did what they did for reasons that make sense to us. And so what happens is our education in the use of power, influence, and the game of politics, which is personal benefit, which may or may not benefit the organization. And therefore, what really happens, which is the real world, all that stuff is real world stuff. We essentially delay that education and we delay it until the data are so overwhelming that we realize, ah, Okay, now I, I, I can't ignore it. My worldview simply doesn't hold up against the mountain of evidence. And by the way, it often happens as you get promoted and you begin to see people behaving in ways that don't make sense to you. And you didn't have a way to see that when you were an individual contributor. Okay, the problem is that's too long. And some people who write us and say, I wonder why I'm not a manager. It's because they won't play this game. Now, I don't like saying play this game, but that's the vernacular as it exists today. And if you don't want to play this game, that's okay, okay? If you want to buy into the, the, the idea that the world is just, and, and look, there's a case to be made that, you know, the world will not change me, okay? And, and we're certainly not suggesting the end justify the means here. But if you want to buy into the myth, don't ask us why you're not getting promoted because there are people above you who say, no, I, don't, I, I just don't think that, I don't think that that person has the skills to be successful as a manager or as an executive. You know, we tell the story all the time, Mike, about you. In fact, you said it first. I remember you saying it and I remember the whole audience. This is five, six, seven, eight years ago. The whole audience turned and faced you and said, whoa, that was powerful. The VP of sales can't sell what the VP of manufacturing won't make for him. The VP of manufacturing can't make something can't get approval to, to build a factory to make something if the VP sales says it won't sell. Okay. And if they don't have a good enough relationship where maybe the best product in the world that could be made never gets made, but, but we make a product that the VP of sales can make and that the VP of manufacturing is excited about making. And we make a lot of money from that, but it's not the perfect product because they're not behaving in a perfect way relative to a perfect world, which of course doesn't exist. Then if we get a product that works and they're both happy, that's a pretty good human outcome. And I think too many people want the VP of sales to behave in a way that is perfect, rationally, ethically, logically perfect. But the idea that you can apply logic to the complexity of the outside world, outside of organizations and the chaos of customers and markets and finances and logistics and everything else is mind boggling. Um, so I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Yeah. Guys, one more time, the world is not just selfish people are going to get ahead we don't like it at manager tools, but we know it's true. Good people with good skills who play by a set of purely rational rules often don't get ahead. And look, and sometimes, yes, they do. And we want you to be good, okay? Our recommendation here is really simple. Don't build a worldview until you have a lot more data. Accept that you don't understand. And yeah, maybe even don't like the world you're in. And then at that point, resist the urge to explain it where your model without a whole lot of data will be by definition inaccurate because inaccurate models make us bad learners. And folks, if nothing else, early in our career, learning is what we're supposed to be good at, right? We're supposed to be learning machines early on in our experiences and situations. 
And frankly, it's because we're unlikely to be brilliant at anything but that when we're first starting. Now, look, I'm, I'm going to say it very bluntly here. Some of you are listening to this point and, and you believe that for the first time Manager Tools, Mike and I and Wendy and Danny and Maggie and Tracy and everybody uh, is endorsing some form of illicit or selfish behavior in order to get ahead. And folks, nothing could be further from the truth. We stand behind. We believe in, we practice ethical, and we recommend ethical, professional, respectful behavior. It's always appropriate. It's always called for. We also believe that if you are aware of others who are less professional, or even if we don't want to call them less professional, who tend to be more political and have more selfish motives and maybe a little bit more often think ends justify the means than you do. And you are then, if, you, if you're aware of that and you're unable to consider options to help you work with them or counteract them or even understand them, you're going to lose battles you oughtn't. You're going to lose resources you oughtn't. You're going to lose opportunities you oughtn't. And you're going to become cynical when you oughtn't. We encourage you always be ethical, be kind, be logical. Recognizing, of course, that human beings are not logical creatures, okay? That's part of the MT way, too. And in a world where results are often obtained through selfish motives, we also encourage you to focus on results and to understand when others and you yourself can be selfish and know that that at times benefits the organization as well. Thanks, everyone. That's it. Hope you enjoyed it and hope to see you back here again next week. In the meantime... Have a great one. So long.